Hello, hello, and welcome to Konichi Value, the podcast and newsletter for you who is interested in value investing, especially with a focus on Japan. My name is Ray Saito, and today I want to talk about my final thoughts on if you really should buy or not buy real estate in Japan. As you may know, I worked hard for a couple of weeks to produce two articles. One article was written as three arguments for why you should invest in Japanese real estate. And the other article was written to argue against investing. After releasing them, the question I got asked the most were if I think that people should buy real estate in Japan. I mean, it's a very fair question because in these articles, I just provided what I think are the strongest arguments for and against buying real estate in Japan, but I didn't provide people with my thoughts. So without further ado, in this episode, I'm going to go through what I think and things I want you to consider before buying real estate in Japan. But first, let's roll the intro. <laughs> So, the moment you've all been waiting for. What do I think about buying real estate in Japan? Well, to tell you the truth, I'm actually super torn. Because when collecting data for my first article, Three Reasons for Buying Real Estate in Japan, I was super positive. I mean, it's undeniable that the Japanese real estate market is very cheap for such a high income country. Also, the fact that housing prices have grown rapidly in the past years especially in major cities and many tourist hotspots. I mean, it's an even stronger argument that now might be the perfect time to buy real estate. However, when doing my research for my next article on three reasons for not buying real estate in Japan, my positivity was quickly shriveled up. Even though the data still clearly indicate that it's an undervalued property market, the argument against are still so vivid. I mean, we have an aging population, a hotspot for natural disasters of all sorts, and the Japanese asset bubble from 92 still looming large in Japanese people's minds. I mean, these images are enough to get the negative argument stronger, even though you don't have all the data to back it up. It is the story that is told in media time and time again that Japan is slowly getting destroyed by earthquakes and no babies are ever born and that, you know, they never recovered from the acid bubble and it's the lost decades. And all these things just makes you feel like Japan is a bad investment, even though the data says otherwise. I mean, I feel like you could compare Japanese real estate to stocks to like make it easier for people who are really into stocks to understand what. I'm trying to say here. And I think if you were to compare the whole Japanese real estate market to stocks, again, very simplified, obviously, but still, I feel it could be closely aligned to a tobacco company. Like tobacco companies, if you didn't know, they have amazing free cash flow. They basically spend no money on marketing anymore in most countries because they're not allowed to, right? But people still know about them because there's not that many choices. And then they give way higher than average dividends yearly and are obviously very undervalued when you look at the data. 
But people still don't buy tobacco stops because the stigma surrounding them. Of course, Japanese real estate does not give people cancer. Well, for the most part, I guess. And hence, the stigma can quickly change to euphoria. And so I've come to quite a divided conclusion, but I still think it's an interesting one. First off, I think that if you live here and is solely thinking about the return you can get on your asset, the best real estate investment you can do is to buy a house in a tourist hotspot that you can use for when you want to visit that place. And hopefully you buy it in a place you really like. And then rent out during the high seasons. Sure, monetarily, it's not as attractive as renting a place full time. But people are willing to pay so much money if you rent it out during the hot seasons. Especially during things like Golden Week, Obon, Silver Week, etc. If you can let someone else live there at that time, you can make serious money. This coupled with the indications that as many people want to travel to Japan when restrictions are lifted as people before COVID shows that many cheap homes in tourist spots are potential gold mines. However, there's a big but here. The paperwork required to rent out real estate in Japan is quite gruesome. Since June 15, 2018, regulations called the Minpaku Law as a collection came into effect, requiring even Airbnb hosts to register and other administrative procedures. The main rules are that the property must be registered with local government authorities. Guest details by way of official ID must be collected by the host, so you, if you own this property. And most importantly, the property can only be rented out for a maximum of 180 days a year. So you better want to stay there too. As a second option, I do believe that if you intend to stay in Japan long-term, buying a house or an apartment could be a good investment. People who have ever rented a place in Japan are all too familiar with things like key money or basically a gift you give the property owner of around one to two months rent just for the privilege of living in his or her place. Also, usually there are weird cleaning fees of around 50 to 100,000 yen and contract update fees. Basically, every two years, you have to pay one month extra rent to renew the contract for another two years. If you buy your property, you do have to pay things like initial stamp duty fees, brokerage fees, and some recurring taxes. But in the long run, it's a heck of a lot cheaper than the fees connected to renting. Also, even in a high inflation environment that we're in today, it's still fairly easy to get a loan with a very low interest rate here in Japan. You have to be what they call a seishain or a full-time employee in Japan to have this privilege. But if you do, and even if you're a foreigner, these loans are quite easy to get. Also, loans in Japan come with a so-called home loan tax deduction that allows you to deduct around 1% or more of your remaining home loan from your income tax each year for up to 10 years. I mean, that's a pretty good deal you can't get if you don't have a home loan. However, the rents 
in Japanese properties, even in Tokyo, are relatively cheap. Sure, per square meter, especially in Tokyo, they can look a bit expensive. I mean, especially to, you know, mid-sized cities that are not New York or London, but more, you know, like Hamburg or Berlin. They can look expensive, but the thing with Japanese houses is that they're so meticulously planned that a 30 square meter place in Japan will definitely feel <laughs> 10 times bigger than the same amount of space in the US, for example. Also, if you rent a place and an earthquake, tsunami, typhoon or whatever wrecks your home and hopefully you'll survive, you're basically scot-free and you can just move to a new place. This is definitely not a privilege you have if you have a home that you own. Even if you have insurance, a lot of times earthquake insurance or tsunami insurance doesn't cover the total costs because of something called force majeure, right? Or act of God that is in every stipulation of insurance. Basically saying that if the earthquake's too big, tsunami is too devastating, it becomes up to the government to help you out because if the insurance company did, they would go bankrupt. Lastly, investing from abroad might not be such a bad option if you have an agent in Japan that you trust and that take, can take care of all the local paperwork, checks, and requirements. However, instead of investing in property, if you're living abroad, I'd consider buying land because land in Japan usually appreciates over time, especially in hot areas compared to properties that depreciate super fast. As I was talking in my article against buying real estate in Japan, because properties here are seen more like a car or, you know, like a depreciating asset than an investment. So the older the house, the less people in Japan want it. So I definitely say try to get good land instead of properties if you're an investor from abroad. Another question, or rather critique, I should say, I got more than once while publishing these articles or that any foreign investment in real estate in Japan would lead to locals being priced out of their own neighborhood. I do sympathize with this criticism. In many cities around the world, foreign investments drive up the prices in the neighborhoods to unsustainable levels and price out many of the locals who have lived there for decades and often made it to the attractive place that foreigners want to buy. You've probably heard of the exodus of creatives, you know, artists, musicians from places like San Francisco, Berlin, or even places like New York. And they're all replaced by fancy rich business people or tech people, or sometimes even people who don't live in the apartments they buy, but just hold them for value storage. However, I think the impact you have with your real estate investment really depends on your intentions, especially in a country like Japan. For example, if you buy a property in rural Japan, which thanks to Japan's amazing train network can be as little as one hour from a major city like Tokyo, even if this is for investment purposes, I think you would do a huge service to the community. Many municipalities in Japan are experiencing serious population decline and don't have enough tax revenue to pay for public services. If you live in the property, 
or even just intend to rent it out, you'll pay taxes to those communities and bring in more business. Even investments in major tourist spots or major cities can be good for the locals, I think. For example, a lot of Chinese and Australian real estate developers have poured in money in Japanese ski destinations, most notably probably Niseko in Hokkaido. And they've invested massively in new ski resorts, new ski lifts, new hotels, new properties. And sure, it did raise prices for the locals, but it created a lot of jobs for them. And the people who were owning real estate in that place have obviously gotten way richer. A lot of these tourist destinations were not tourist destinations before foreign investors found them and made them as such. And Japan, the government, is actually looking to create more of these tourist hotspots so that foreign investments will pour in to areas that are slowly dying because of depopulation. I think real estate investments that actually do hurt the locals are the ones that are used as a vehicle to park your money in. These investments are often focused on buying plots of land that are not utilized at all as in Japan properties depreciate in value very quickly. It basically creates artificial shortages of land and houses and raises the prices on the rest of the housing stock. As I said before, we're seeing this in a lot of cities like New York, like Hong Kong, like London. And it's one of the biggest reasons, I think, why property prices can become so astronomically high that you wonder whoever could pay for them in certain areas in cities. So what are my concluding thoughts? Well, I do think Japan is an interesting investment. And I think it's definitely worth checking out if you're looking for investment, especially if you live here. So to conclude, I do think that the Japanese real estate market is very interesting. And I also think that you can do a lot of good for the local communities if you invest in the right way. Even in major cities and already big tourist hotspots, there is enough stock for foreigners to buy real estate without increasing the prices rapidly. I also think that the Japanese real estate market is very overlooked because of the things that is on everyone's mind when they think about Japan. You know, that there is a declining population and all the natural disasters. So I definitely think there are some serious golden nuggets here, especially if the prices keep on rising. I think the Japanese people will see the real estate market as more attractive and they will also continue to invest more in real estate. So then we'll have a double effect of foreign investors and Japanese investors flocking to Japanese real estate. However, I do think that the issues Japan faces are very serious. I mean, natural disasters, that's something you kind of know will happen from time to time, so you can prepare. And the Japanese houses are very well built. But when it comes to population decline, the government has tried so many things to make it better, but nothing seems to really be working. And they've also tried to increase immigration, but realized that Japan might not be as attractive as the government once thought. And so it's going to be hard to get more people to live here or get more children to be born to sustain the Japanese population. But for the short to medium term, I do think real estate is super interesting here because we have a major exodus from the rural areas to the cities. 
And this is going to continue for some time, which is going to increase the demand for properties in cities. I also think that tourist hotspots are going to be just as hot as they were before COVID. As I said, there are much research showing that the want from tourists to get back to Japan is just as big as it was pre-COVID. So those things make Japan an interesting real estate. As a last thing, I really think that we see much less of people just trying to buy investments here to park their money or to do nothing with it and then increase the real estate prices than, for example, in London or New York. But it's definitely happening more, especially as countries like China and Russia become more undemocratic and unstable. I do think that a lot of that money is going to move to Japan when people see how cheap it is here. That's not a good thing. And I really want it to stop. But I do think that the government is rather capable of removing this money from the system. Just look how Japan has handled things like Airbnb and Uber. Maybe not the best way, but those things have definitely not destroyed the previous markets of hotels and of taxi drivers. So I'm pretty sure the government, if such a case would happen, would take care of it. This might be bad if you're an investment and want to just put your money here and as much money as possible. But I think it's good for the market overall because it keeps the Japanese market stable. And stability is the essence of Japan. Now I'm finished with my rambling and my take on the real estate market. I hope you like this show and please listen next week when I'll be back to talking about stocks. Have a wonderful day. Goodbye.